G'day punters, welcome to the mailbag. We are going to be previewing some races from Morfittville, some races from Caulfield. We've got a little bit to talk about in the meantime. Shane Curlio, Jackson Oldham here to help me preview and find some winners, all the good stuff. Curls, I'll start with you. You're turning your attention once again to Morfittville. What's it that's <laughs> just drawing you into Adelaide at the moment? Um, yeah, well, great start last week, um, declaring <laughs> Lombardo the lay of the meeting and it pissed him. So... Um, Oh, look, it's just the it's potentially the best racing in Australia this Saturday at Morfittville with uh, a Group 3 and a listed event, I think it might be. Um, races 7 and 8 there. Uh, that's that's sort of with the thinking that Sydney could well be put back till Sunday. Just depends um, there. But um, anyway, the time-wanted Port Adelaide Guineas and the... Um, I was going to let you pronounce Race 7 Pistol, but it's the I think it's the... Uh, Auraria? Yeah, that's what I was leaning towards. <laughs> the Arias. Uh, <laughs> look, what drew me to Morfittville is a complete and utter moral in race eight. So let's start there, if you like. Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. A horse that um, the, I think the Jack subscribers will know this one, Daisies. Yes. Race eight. Um, that's us. Just like, I'm happy for you both to tell me how it gets beat, apart from bad luck. It just looks a complete moral. Um, sort of expected this to start like a dollar eighty, dollar eighty five. Um, what else can I say? It brings the best form. Um, its sectionals last start were like huge for the meeting. Um, Wins this on the way to an Oaks, doesn't it? Is that the next step from here? Surely. It's the Adelaide, yeah. whatever they call it. The Australasian Oaks or whatever it's called. Australasian Oaks, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Jackson would have a better profile on this horse, but um, like it's just hard to see what beats it, really. Yeah, I would tend to agree. It probably looks the one. Uh, the other fave, um, Harley Moving, looks to map like back fence and... Um, mm. Daisy's probably just controls will be able to build into the race a little bit more and yeah, it looks very hard to beat just on with a quick look at the numbers. Yeah. I was, um, if we were having a staking plan here mm. at this current price, like if Daisy's gets beat, I will turn on Facebook Live on the Mailbag <laughs> Facebook page and do for the next four hours, do a race by race preview live for the entire meeting of Toowoomba from race one through to race seven on Saturday night. Have we locked this in? Is this confirmed or is this just a. I'll put, a, I'll put like 500 in my Betfair account and I'll have the screen on live and I'll do a Facebook live and I'll just I'll pickle bet every race at Toowoomba live for anyone that's watching that cares to if this goes under. Does your family know? <laughs> Not yet. You haven't planned anything on Saturday. Don't night. think there's anything on. No, no, no. All right. Well, there you go. Lock right it in. That's. I think it's the best, and I think it starts at dollar eighty-five and wins. Um, so that's my bet. I even Facebook do. Live mailbag Facebook page live coverage of the Toowoomba meeting. Sounds, Each race. sounds enticing. I even just went looking at the uh, the, the jockeys riding at Morfittville punning form. You can click on through the meeting link. You can see all the jockeys engaged at this meeting. 
Paddy Maloney, 12 runners at Morford Bill for two wins, pot at 296%. So like smallish sample size, but win strike rate of 16.7%, which is in the top four. If that's the same as what Baron Vorster, the biggest shins rides at. So, you know, you can't even find a knock there with a jockey on board. I just can't find one anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Race seven then. That was the other okay. race you had some sort of interest in. Yeah, race seven. Um, I wanted, I wanted uh, Jackson's opinion on this too. Um, obviously, you've got horses like a Bonza Perla, who's been in running well in in Melbourne. Um, Mac and Cheese has been beating up on the inferior South Australian opposition. Yep. I'll tell you what, one that I'm interested in and possibly need to do a little bit more work on the map here, but look, I, I thought this three, my whisper, like it couldn't have gone any better last start. Um, like, and from the gate, um, Chips Apoy has no option but to go forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll have to go forward on her. I almost backed this horse at five bucks in a Kilmore Maiden first up, and now we're here in a what a Group Three. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's a that's a mighty setback. Um, <laughs> there isn't much of her out of the yard. She's a real light sort of lightly framed type. So, um, sort of deeper in a prep, eighteen hundred meters would be sort of a slight knock. But on the on the numbers and on the form, she, she looks mighty hard to beat, especially with the um, advantage in the map over over a couple of others. Particularly if she can find that spot on speed, and like she'll be yeah. in front. And like obviously the way she finished off last start, like her class two hundred was, I think, fastest for the meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Looking at the punting form data, so. If it's able to, so it you know it says to me it's going to run that trip. Um, uh, one for the breeding buffs too, probably. This is um, it's got a bit of pedigree behind it. This horse that suggests it might like appreciate out in trip, being by Frankel. Um, a horse I do have an opinion on from over here that was uh, unsuited last start of the valley was um, always on my mind. Probably sort of gets back again and. Doesn't get a great map, but I think the horse has plenty of ability. We backed it at Pakenham on debut when it wasn't entitled to win and well-backed, and then was good behind pounding at pounding and then was unsuited last start of the valley. So at the price, um, Paddy Maloney, um, it's a horse with ability. And last start, I thought by daisies. Yeah, Bonza Perla comes through the daisies race where it ran second and like yep. I think mac and cheese just maps like the worst out of all of these. Um, you know, it'll be given Bonds of Perla a head start probably. Uh, the only query, the quick little question I had at Bonds of Perla was um, um, up to 1,800 blinkers off to help it sort of settle maybe and relax a little better and to you know, to get the trip. And, you know, yeah. that's, why I, that's why I sort of went the other way with my whisper. I thought might be able to go forward and, and get that nice run on speed, you know, a fair few lengths in front of, of its main dangers. Yeah, uh, Bonds of Pearl's last 200, um, at, at both their last two starts, but especially uh, two starts ago behind Atotsu, sort of don't don't lean like um, 1,800 metres will suit. I think 1,400 to 1,600 metres would be more her go. All right. That's lovely. Excellent. a couple there in Adelaide then. Oh, look, I, I completely agree with my whisper. Um it's a what I would term an auto bet off the data. So for those um, yep. 
getting the captain's picks that will probably feature prominently as long as there's some sort of resemblance of a price there come Saturday morning. So, all right, couple in Adelaide. Shall we move across to Caulfield, Jacko? You want to race three and race seven to preview. Yeah, we'll start with race three, hey? Um, we backed uh, this Mar Ustas runner, Ocean's Gen last start, kind of missed the start, um, missed the start, and just never had never had clear room with the big weight to to sort of um, build any any momentum. I did run the fastest last 200 of the race still. I thought um, it was a bit of a hidden run. I thought she was really, really good. Uh, gets the barrier blanket first time. Hopefully she doesn't miss a start and she should be coffin, I thought, from gate one. Um, I thought 480 was a big price. Outside of her, like, Black Combs in I just saw at, in Adelaide, um, so I'm not sure where they where they go. But I thought 1600 to 1600, I would have preferred to see her up in trip. I didn't like um, off a slow speed there at Packenham. I didn't like her. Uh, Ocean's Gen has the SP over Comica. Um, Welsh Legends Trials was sort of just fair, so I thought um, I thought at 480, Ocean's Gen was the best of the meeting. Wow. Okay. Um, Comica lead Ocean's Gen Coffin. Yeah, that was what I thought. Maybe Vandiano OSL. Yeah, which um, she could be the other overs in the race, the Moody down the bottom. Um, We backed it off a good trial at Sandown first up and blew and was just never in the race. Um, And then I thought hit the line pretty good last start. Up in trip's going to be a positive uh, so I thought she could be the other overs, but uh, Ocean's Gen was the horse I was keen on. Okay. And then uh, race seven on the card is a 1,400-metre race. It is, as my computer's just frozen. Beautiful. No, mine's Here we go. Um, in, in, in more of a interesting race to talk about, I thought, rather than me declaring one, um, the Nick Ryan Balasavoir was um, resuming off a big break, and I was um, I was a bit taken by how it was it was there to win um, at Sandown, despite the drift. Uh, I really liked its late splits, and then you've got the Arctica, who has the really strong SP in the Group Two CUNY, pulled up with the harder regulation, and then we've got Black Caviar 2.0 here, Botany who was backed as if unbeatable at Vansdale. Carleen almost fell off three times, and it still won. <laughs> yeah. the, map, the map, you would assume, is horrible from 12, but it has a lot of ability. So, uh, Balasavar is sort of the overs on my prices, but um, it looks a, looks a deep race for an off-season now, sort of Caulfield, Caulfield 1400. Okay, so it's one of those where you're not necessarily going to be taking an early price, want to see them parade and that sort of thing, or are you wanting to try and snip some of that of that early MBL stuff? Yeah, well, pro- I'll probably just wait and see. I just thought it was a really interesting race. Um, even even a horse like uh, hang on, where is it? It's gone. Yeah. I, I, I just thought it was a really interesting race, and I'll be interested to see what the market does with the two Mar Eustace horses and the uh, Ick Ryan horse and, of course, Black Caviar 2.0. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Would have had the nose roll on, wouldn't it, on debut? Uh, I think it did. Yeah. I, 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 I remember watching it. 
which yeah. I'm pretty sure did have the nose roll on. Yeah, so I want to know what the stats are for um, Tom Magnia owned Peter Moody trained Carlene Heffel ridden horses. They'd be one from one, wouldn't they? You'd have to. <laughs> yeah, you would have to assume so. And she keeps the ride here, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. It's it was up if you haven't, if you weren't watching Bansdale on a Sunday, which you probably weren't. I watched the race live. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was it 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 was incredible. It was. It was incredible. Um, but anyway, I'm just looking at the either. figures. It obviously broke the class benchmark, which is something that I always look for, especially at those provincial meets. Um. It's difficult without knowing the ins and outs of what Bansdale data typically looks like, but give me a moment. The, um, uh, a class breakdown, I say, I inbreak the class from the, uh, and, uh, until the 200, and then last 200 is 3.3 lengths above the class. When it, and, and she was probably only out at the 75 as well, so probably at, at, at tap an extra length and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on Maricana here, Jacko. Um, obviously not far away uh, and ran well in some group and listed races. Last preparation. Um, yep. um, second up, obviously Anavisto like, looks like a horse that's probably going to go, you know, maybe Queensland win a carnival type horse. And this Maricana here gets the blinkers first time. Yeah, um, it was just a just a poke around there um, at Flemington. I, I like the way um, she, she sort of improved, and her work through the line was really good. Thirty-three days would be the slight grey up, but um, blinkers on if she can be a bit closer in the run. Definitely, definitely a chance as well. Yeah, I just thought one at double figures probably looked a little bit like outside of the. There's a little bit of hype around the three, I suppose, as well, isn't there? Although it couldn't have done much more when it won. It was huge. Mm. Especially, as you said, off 380 days or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It was massive. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, if there was a horse I was back early, it would be that. But um, I'll probably just wait for the yard. I just thought it was in a race, in a meeting where there's a lot of races without interest, that was a race where I was I was quite interested. Yeah, that's just, that's a real tricky race. That's a real tricky race. I was, I'm glad we actually previewed this as well because on pure data, I was looking at it thinking that Bell's Savoir like, would be straight up just a bet. Love all the section, sections going through that's, the line. Um, that's what I thought, like, yeah. initially. Yeah, that's what I thought too. All right, this is why you need to have second opinions before you jump into things. It's good. All right, <laughs> very good. So, Jackson, your best is in race three. That would be Ocean's Gen. Yeah, race three, number four, Ocean's Gen, four dollars eighty. Um, I thought it was a really good price. Anything north of three sixty, I thought was a bit beautiful. Uh, Curls, you would have obviously been knee deep in the Queensland form to be sent out to your subscribers. You're doing previews exclusively through your product so far for this winter. <laughs> yeah, for now until the end of the Winter Carnival, which takes us through the end of June. Um, um, I did some really, really good previewing for the Ipswich meeting and it made a complete ass of me. So like it's worth the entry fee just for that. Um, <laughs> uh, we have had a bet. There's one horse in Brisbane. I'm, I'll just quickly touch on pistol. Cause I think yeah. he's a, he's a winner carnival horse. Um, and I think 
he will display that ability this Saturday, race seven, numbers nine, go Wanji. Um, against a, a horse, a, it's a massive field of 20 odd, um, 19 of them uh, have reached their peak at benchmark 72 Saturday grade. Uh, go Wanji's a much better horse than that, and I think it'll, it'll win um, on its way to bigger and better things. And uh, yeah, so I'll be sending a full uh, race by race meeting preview this afternoon for subscribers, and they get that every Thursday. Um, and then I'll uh, I'll be betting around um, Dolby and wherever else we are today and Saturday afternoon, and then hopefully Daisy's win, so I don't have to do the Facebook live race by race from Toowoomba if it gets beat. Uh, huge week. Huge week, and I suppose it's the same everywhere in every state around the school holidays slash Easter time. There's just like wall-to-wall meetings everywhere you look. Yeah, indeed. Uh, over, uh, over the coming weeks. The WA Derby this Saturday at Ascot, which looks like a two-horse race on paper, and then Geraldton Cup on Sunday. So it's a few bits and pieces I'll have to get my head around for this weekend. So should be good fun. Hopefully we have uh, can find a couple at Geraldton. Haven't been betting there of late. But uh, yeah, I'll be doing the form in full for, for Sunday. So, all right, guys, uh, very good. We'll catch up on, on Monday and review it all. Bit of deep dive action. Look forward to it. Go well, boys.